Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bonsai Chat. I am your host, Ryan Trainer, and before we get started, I just wanted to say that this is a Patreon-supported podcast. You can go on over to patreon.com forward slash Bonsai Chat. Help us out there any way you can if you like the content that we're putting out here, and um, yeah, just check that out. And we are on all social media platforms and YouTube at Bonsai Chat. So go check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, give us a like. Thanks. This week's episode, I'm going to be going over the RE3 remake that we're going to be getting this year and going over a little bit of Resident Evil 3 itself. Definitely one of my favorite games in the Resident Evil series. So I'm going to just be talking about what um, I'm looking forward to with the new game and all the new just updates with it and um you know what to expect so we're going to be talking about that and i want to go over the crunchyroll anime awards which will be a lot of fun just my uh kind of input and nominees of some of the topics and um, categories that they have up and yeah i think this will be a good blend of video game and anime chat so let's get started with the bonsai chat Hello, everybody. I am your host, Ryan Trainer, And on today's episode, just like I said before, we are going to be breaking down some video games and uh, some anime stuff. So let's get started into the first segment of this show is the RE3 remake was announced. Now, um, the Resident Evil 2 remake was a pretty uh, very well received game of last year. And getting the announcement of that, too, was really big. Just, um, you know, we had a Resident Evil 1 remake from the GameCube, which was really good as well. And for RE uh, fans getting something new with Resident Evil 2, you know, everyone, especially me, was very excited to see that with the more, um, you know, kind of Resident Evil 4 action-based, over-the-shoulder, you know, first-person kind of shooting, you know, with the new mechanics that we all know for Resident Evil. And Resident Evil 2 was uh, fucking awesome. You know, I had a great time playing it and actually going back and playing it again of all the tweaks and just having it just updated, you know, making the graphics look so awesome and like realistic was just a real cool way to bring a new game, uh, an old game back to life like that. And I think since it did so well, you know, it wasn't surprised that, Later on, we heard that Resident Evil 3 was going to get one as well. So seeing that, you know, they dropped a couple trailers of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis Remake, which, again, if you've played the um, PlayStation 1, getting this is just going to be so much more exciting than the second one. I loved RE2, but I just think RE3 is just a step up. It's just way more action, you know, paced, and to have these new game mechanics with it, is just going to be a whole new thing too as well. So just a little fun facts and a little bit about uh, the Resident Evil 3 game. This game came out in 1999 for the PlayStation. So it was one of the last ones of uh, the 2000 era for PlayStation. And, um, you know, it was up against a lot. And the Resident Evil 3 Nemesis game, you know, was up against games like Final Fantasy VIII. So it was kind of, you know, it had a lot against it at the time. But... I think it was well received. I, I'm pretty sure it did well overall with sales and stuff. But um, 
just being a Resident Evil fan myself, and I think everybody, it did kind of come under the radar compared to Resident Evil 2, but um, I remember playing this and just being introduced to the game and the new um, antagonist, Nemesis, and you know, going back to being Jill Valentine was really cool. And I had a lot of fun playing it, so again, getting announced that the remake was happening was just, you know, icing on the cake is so awesome to hear. And I'm just excited to see, you know, Nemesis in action, playing as Jill, doing more of the, you know, I think this is going to be a little more intense than the second one, just like how the games were for PlayStation as well. So I think the best comparison I've heard and I go to is like Resident Evil 1 and 2 are kind of like the alien Maybe more of the first one, I would say, because Resident Evil 2 is a very action-based you know, game as well, but it's like the alien to the aliens, if you've seen those movies. You have the first alien where you know it's more um, thriller, suspense-based with uh, just the one monster, and now you get to the second movie where there's tons of xenomorphs and tons of marines and tons of bullets and tons of action. That's how I kind of see it from the first two Resident Evils going into Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. You know, Resident Evil 3 obviously introduced this character, Nemesis, that is a staple now. You know, we all knew who Jill Valentine was, but seeing her, you know, up against this crazy monster that just make Mr. X look like a little bitch, I would say, is really cool. And again, Nemesis has been in all these other games that, you know, we've seen with, um, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff, uh, yeah, Marvel's Capcom 3 he was in, you know, as a, you know, with Albert Wesker as well too, and Jill was in, you know, Marvel's Capcom 2, but Nemesis is just Resident Evil almost incarnate. You can't really think of Resident Evil without thinking of Nemesis besides the actual other characters like Chris, Jill, Claire, Leon. So, I'm excited to see how this is all going to work and it's really cool to see that with this game too they're introducing the uh, side game that's coming with it as well, where it's a multiplayer Resident Evil, where you are either a group of people that are defending against a controller type player that kind of puts traps around and enemies and basically just tries to kill you. So I think that'll be an interesting um, kind of twist on the game and a little like a uh, kind of fun DLC to hopefully check out and play with friends and stuff since this is like a one player game there's you know obviously not much to do besides just getting through a game that you know you pretty much already know what's going to happen if you are a fan of it from the past so uh Resident Evil 3 re- remake is you know I'm really excited it's definitely one of my top games that I'm looking forward to this year so to have that coming around is going to be pretty fucking awesome so it's coming out april 3rd so we're getting it very close you know a lot of games have been delayed in the news and stuff so i'm glad that this one you know didn't get that treatment so we have something to actually look forward to and play and again if you played the resident evil 2 remake that was a fantastic game like i mentioned before but you know i think resident evil 3 is going to blow it out of the water and with how Mr. X was put into that game and the whole running away from him, the intensity of it, and just, um, you know, the kind of how scary it was when you first saw him lifting up like the helicopter. It's like that was such an iconic scene for a game we already knew about. So I can only hope that all the stuff and cutscenes and the actual gameplay with Nemesis chasing around Raccoon City, you know, Jill just trying to <laughs> stay alive and get out of this zombie ridden city is just going to be really cool and 
I'm with the trailers that they dropped as well. You know, they showed a lot of cool stuff with, um, you know, all the characters, you know, how they look now with the new graphics. But um, I'm looking forward to see the tweaks and changes that they did as well, because again, with the Resident Evil 2, it's not exactly the same game, you know, pretty much like 80% of it is, but they did add a lot of new um, twists and turns with it, with um, uh, different, you know, bad guys that you fight, different monsters, and um, different story kind of things to it as well. So to see this with Resident Evil 3, I'm looking forward to just seeing those tweaks, and they haven't really showed any of those yet, which I'm glad, so that comes around in April. It's going to be, uh, you know, fucking awesome. I can't wait. So that is just a little, um, kind of tidbit that I wanted to talk about with, uh, Resident Evil 3, you know, the Resident Evil 3 make is Resident Evil 3 is just one of my favorite Resident Evils overall. So I obviously can't say that enough. So, um, I'm just excited to see this game coming in, into, uh, 2020. So, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So we're going to be moving on over to our anime segment with the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Moving on over to the anime portion of the Banzai Chat for today. We get the anime awards from, well, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Let's just say that. I don't know why I was trying to say it a little differently. But um, just before, you know, we have, we're almost into the first month of the new year. January's almost over. So there's a lot of stuff about, you know, what's to come, you know, games from 2019 and all that stuff. So I think this will be probably the last one. We're just looking back on you know the year that just happened and um you know we talked a little bit more about video games and that's uh always something that comes up but i like to be talking about all the good anime that came out last year so the anime awards is going to be on uh february 15th on uh, crunchyroll so you could probably see that on youtube or their website but um they listed a bunch of different uh, nominees and categories of stuff that they're going to be talking about and that they're going to have you vote for. So I just wanted to look over it and kind of give my uh, two cents on it with um, some of the stuff that they uh, talked about. So we're going to be going over just a few of their segments. I didn't want to do everything. Just uh, again, I didn't watch obviously all the anime of last year. You know, that's a little much for one person, but if you did that, good for you. So these are just my personal thoughts on some of the anime awards that are going to be on the uh, Crunchyroll website. So let's go on and break this down. So starting off strong, we are going into the anime of the year. And out of the picks that they had, I decided to go with Mob Psycho 100. Now, Mob Psycho 100, was this was a season two of it. But I thought this was a strong season and it actually gave a more kind of closure than um, I guess the other ones that they had as well, too. I was going to lean towards JoJo Part 5 since that was definitely close. But um, being a big JoJo fan and I thought obviously that was, you know, phenomenal as well. But Mob Psycho 100 is just something a little different. And I like the whole world of Mob Psycho and I think it ended a good chapter from season two with everything that went on to it and the way that it was produced and animated. It was just um, 
something that was just special, and I really hope it gets this uh, award for Anime of the Year. So if you hadn't seen Mob Psycho 100, I definitely recommend that because Season 2 was just awesome really good and it just continued from season one you know i think even watching season one and two just as one big you know uh movie almost is probably the best way to do it and um you know i liked how they connected the stories and showing the progression of characters like mob and um the other ones as well so i hope it gets the uh, anime of the year and that is my first pick for uh the Crunchyroll anime awards and next on the list, we are going for Best Protagonist. Now, this one was a tough one to pick. And, I mean, I guess that's the whole point of the Anime Awards. And I'm not entirely a awards person. I don't think they're, you know, the whole award system just seems kind of vague. And especially with the ones that they do and the Crunchyroll stuff, I know they're the more popular and up to, you know, tears on people watching of anime. But, um you know, I tried to really think deep about this and, um, you know, do the best of what I thought should get the vote. So we had in this category for protagonists, we had Emma from The Prom Promised Neverland, Satama for One Punch Man Season 2, Tanjiro from Demon Slayer, Seku from Dr. Stone, Taru Honda from Fruits Basket, and Hikimaru from Dodoro. And I wanted to go, this was a hard one, like I mentioned, but, um, uh, Haiki Maru, Haiki Maru from Dodoro was my pick with this, just because he had the more interesting story. And again, if you've seen Dodoro, uh, <laughs> it is um, it's pretty much you know all said and done with in the end. You know, I'm not gonna throw any spoilers, but the whole point of the adventure of Haiki Maru is he is hunting down these demons that basically have took, you know, he's been cursed and all his body parts have been, uh, just basically gone. And he has to hunt down these demons with sword hands basically, because he's like a doll. Um, I guess that's the best way to put it, but hunting these demons down, give him his, uh, certain body parts back so he can become human. But each demon has like a story. It's not just like killing evil and, you know, monster of the week kind of stuff and just oh i gotta go kill this thing i gotta go kill this thing each of them has a um backstory and a past and obviously gets more um intense as the story goes as well and his you know whole just adventure through i think gives him the best uh story and character with all the other ones they're continuing their story even from like emma because she was like a close runner-up for this well and like Seku's real great Tanjiro's real great but they still have so much of their story that they need to be um told and from having maybe like one or two seasons this year I don't think it was a good idea to just pick one of them as my vote so I decided to go with Hikimaru just because you got to see his adventure from start to finish and all of the trials and tribulations that he had to go through so Hikimaru, you get my vote from Dotoro as the best protagonist. Good job, buddy. Now with the protagonist, you have to have an antagonist. So next on the vote is best ag best <laughs> best anti antagonist. Man, I can't say this for shit. So we're just gonna go into the best bad guy. So um, with these categories, I didn't see all the animes that were on this list. So I might be a little off on this, but I think 
I have a strong um a strong vote for this one as well since I don't think we had too many of the best like for this year. You know, there wasn't really that many standout um and and antagonists. So uh you had Aya from Bab uh Babylonian, Asklad from Vinland Saga, Isabella from the Promised Neverland, uh Angela from Carol and Tuesday, Garo from One Punch Man Season 2, and Overhaul from My Hero Academia. Now, I thought this was a not an easy win, but my two that I had to kind of think about was Ashland from Vinland Saga and Isabella from Pro- Promise Neverland. I actually thought Overhaul was, for a lot of people that might pick him for uh, Season 4, I just did not dig him as a bad guy. I thought he was very lame, very boring, and I just had to say this out into the world. <laughs> I think I said on Twitter too, but I just thought there are so many better, and there are so many better um, villains in that world of my hero. But going back to the two that had tied is um, Aslan and Isabella. But like I said before, with the protagonists, um, the Provost Neverland is still going, you know, the, Isabella was a very good um, villain and is, but there's still so much to the story of that that we haven't really got a definite just, is she bad? And is that? Aslan had a um, more of a wrap-up to his story if you watch Vinland Saga, and I was very impressed with how they you know brought that to life and to show the whole thing from Thorfinn and Aslan and their relationship. And again, trying not to spoil too much, there is a lot that goes into his character. He is definitely like one of those characters that you wouldn't say he is a villain, but he is. He does a lot of fucking bad, shitty stuff, but he has some reason behind it, and he's not out to destroy the world. And, you know, he's not a overall just villain villain, but his stu- his the way he was a villain was so personal in Vinland Saga I think he gets my vote for this, and I think he's going to win. I think, though, the I think everyone is going to pick Isabella in the end. I think that will probably be the overall vote, but I think Ashland is the better vote for this uh, category. So, yeah, let's go with Ashland as the villain of the year because he is a piece of shit. <laughs> now that we're done with that, we roll into best boy of the year. Now, best boy category... Um, I don't think they had the best, they picked the best ones for this, but again, I think it's hard to pick. You'd have hundreds of people to pick one from, and um, the ones that they had for the vote in the Crunchyroll uh, website was Bruno Bruciati from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Katana from Astral Lost in Space, Mob from Mob Psycho, Hikimori from Dodoro, um, Nazaro from How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift, and Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Now, I think this was an easy one uh, for me. I went with Mob from Mob Psycho just because Mob is a great, nice, you know, he's just the best boy, I think, for this category overall. Um, Bruno would be a close second, and I think just as a supporting character, you know, Bruno is really good, but Mob being the, you know, main character and you see him start from just a nobody to where he comes into the second season He's just, you know, someone you want to have on your side, I think, out of all these to pick from. But 
if I did my personal pick, I would go with Inosuke from Demon Slayer. I am so upset that he was not on this list because Inosuke is best boy and we need more of him in the series. And I hope he gets more into Demon Slayer as that story continues as well. Sorry, Tanjiro, you're a great guy too, but Inosuke would be my pick. But yeah, I would give my vote out of these um, picks would be Mob because he is just a nice guy, you know, and you can see his character build up from season one to season two. And yeah, I think that'll be the pick as well from just all overall voters. Tanjiro, I feel, might come in close. And I didn't see the other two, uh, Astro Lost in Space or How Heavy Are Your Dumbbells. So I could be completely wrong. But again, these are just my thoughts. So let's go with Mob Psycho for Best Boy. And of course, with Best Boy, you got to have Best Girl. And with these categories, we had Carol from Carol on Tuesday, Emma from The Province Neverland, Nezuko from Demon Slayer, uh, Chikara from Kagoro Love is War, and Kanahaku from Dr. Stone, and Riftalia from The Rising Shield Hero. Now, I didn't see Love is War, Carol Tuesday, or Rise of the Shield Hero. So again, I could be mixed up on these and could be, you know, changing my thoughts if I got through those animes. I definitely do want to check out Carol and Tuesday at one point. That might be one I get. But um, uh, I think out of these ones, Emma would be my personal pick because Emma was a brand new character. We, well, all these are brand new characters. I shouldn't say that. But Emma was just a strong character for such a great series as Promised Neverland was, you know, she's strong-willed, funny, um, goes through a lot as well, too. And I mean, all these chicks go through a lot, I'm sure, in their stories, but Emma was just more of a uh, relatable, just someone that you're always rooting for as well. And she wasn't just there for fodder and just wasn't, um, I don't know, just, she, she just felt more like an actual person, you know, she, with what was going on in Promise Neverland and the whole um, trying to get past Isabella and stuff like that. You know, you saw her build her personality, her strengths, you know, overcoming weaknesses and stuff like that. So, but I think Emma is not going to win this overall. I think Nezuko just out of character is probably going to be the, um, you know, personal like what people are gonna vote for that's just my guess just because Nezuko is cute and everybody loves her and she looks really cool and she does have a lot of cool parts and I just really hope that Emma you know pulls in for the window because I think she has more of a uh, impact on storytelling with um, the show that she was in and stuff and I mean Nezuko's story is very you know tragic and there's a lot more to that that we haven't seen but I mean I think it's just more of the aesthetic people are going to pick Nezuko over Emma. So we'll see, though, but that would be my guess. But my personal opinion on this would be Emma from Promise Neverland. So let's continue with the next topic, which is Best Director. Now we move on to Best Director. Now with this, I... Just not going to say the entire names and go through these. I'm going to just say the animes that were directed by. And uh, I just don't want to be butchering too many Japanese names. And I'm sorry. I'm just terrible at saying them. So we have the director from Attack on Titan Season 3. Carol and Tuesday director. Shimazamai and Babylon. Mob Psycho 100 and Vinland Saga. 
Now, this one, I had to go with Vinland Saga since this was a something new that we saw and me being a fan of the um, the manga, I thought it was a different take on a lot of the other stuff that comes in to play with, um, you know, taking the lore of uh, Vikings and showing it in anime form. So I think the director really nailed it with um, Wit Studios and all that stuff. So um, Shinyuhei Yatab Yatuba, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry about that. But um, the director of the Vinland Saga anime was very well done. I'm looking forward to seeing the continuation of the manga adaptation as well. So that'd be my vote. Pretty easy one. Um, These were ones I didn't really look into too much of the director's stuff, but um, I think his vision of what Vinland Saga was from the manga went very well with what we got to see. So Vinland Saga for the win again. And our next category here, we have best animation. Now, I didn't think too much on this one as well. There's with animation now, it's kind of hard to find. Well, maybe not hard to find shitty ones, but it's easy to see the ones that stand out. And we had a lot of good ones this year. And, um, you know, from the ones that they had to pick it, I guess it was pretty tough, but I just went with my gut. And we had for this category for best animation, Attack on Titan Season 3, Fate Grand Order, Shirazami, Demon Slayer, Mob Psycho 100, and Vinland Saga. Now, I loved the animation in a lot of these, especially Attack on Titan Season 3 had some phenomenal animation parts. And they always are what you think about, too, when you see good animation, because they do knock it out of the park in a lot of things. But Demon Slayer is my pick for this one just because uh, UFO Table is an amazing studio for their animation. And just the style and the whole aesthetic of Demon Slayer was just, I just watched it. You know, the story was really great and I, I loved, you know, everything about Demon Slayer. But um, what really kept me for each episode was just how everything looked overall, just the colors and everything never dropped down at all and it was just always stepping up from the fight scenes to just even um like some of the comedy and just silly you know even the drama and stuff was very well told and just the visuals were just super great eye candy so i'm gonna go with demon slayer on this but these all had a you know this was a tough one because again tech on titan was really great Fate's always great. You know, you always see those looking really awesome. And Mob Psycho was amazing as well, too. But my pick will be uh, Demon Slayer for best animation. Next, we have best character design. And for this, we have Carolyn Tuesday, Dr. Stone, Shirazarami, Dodoro, Love is War, and Vinland Saga. Now, from character design, I was going to put this out just because I don't know if I'm the best at talking about this, but um, I went with Vinland Saga. I know I've told it about a lot, but I was just a big fan of this. And from the animation to the manga to the anime, I think it was good that they captured just the simplicity of the Vikings and what that had to be. Because, you know, it's with the Vinland saga, what was so interesting and um, what I thought was cool about it. And that I'm happy it's an anime now is again, the whole Viking lore has just never been done in anime. We always get weird sci-fi samurai school stuff, you know, um, just 
just that's anime when you think about it but to think about um you know just kind of barbaric vikings and having them you know drawn very well and brought to life into an anime i think it was you know the best character design that kept true to the source so that's my opinion on this and i'll just keep that one short since um that's just all i had to say about for the best character design i'm sure it, don't think it's going to get the popularity vote, but um, I think that's, you know, just up to the people. So we'll see on February 15th what will happen. So my uh, vote for best character design will be Vinland Saga for, again, bringing that Viking to life. All right. We are almost through the awards that I picked out, but now we are on to one of my favorite ones that I wanted to talk about is the best fight scene of this year. So with the best fight scene, we have Emperor Crimson versus Metallica and Jojo Part 5, Levi versus Beast Titan, Tech on Titan Season 3, Mob versus Totoro and Mob Psycho 100, Thorfinn versus Thorklin and Vinland Saga, Tanjiro Nezuko versus Ryu and Demon Slayer, and Yushimaru versus Timi, Timi, Timat from Fate Grand Order. Now, the only one I didn't see is the Fate Grand Order one, but I saw the all the other fights from the other picks as well. So this was a tough one. They're all really great, all very well done, all animated to almost perfection, I would say. But I'm going with uh, JoJo because... The Emperor Crimson Metallica fight was definitely one of my favorites and seeing that brought to life because it never, I mean, it was fun to read when um, I was reading Golden One, but the way they did it was just so awesome and really gave um, just two characters, you know, you had Emperor Crimson um, versus, you know, going through all like what he is and that whole fight and it just you know, Metallica was one of the assassins that came in later in the series, and I think he got, for such a late shower into the game of JoJo Part 5, it was just really cool to see him get a lot of screen time and get such a badass fight against, um, you know, the main bad guy in uh, JoJo Part 5. And again, these aren't even the main characters, really, what we're talking about. I mean, the main bad guy character, I guess, but just showing to... Base, there were two bad guys fighting was just so intense and I just rewatched it just to make sure that this was my vote and it is just a sight to see because it's super intense super awesome and you don't really understand you know the just pulls of who's winning and who's better and it's just such a Jojo-esque fight it's definitely one of my favorites and probably all of the series from the jo from the past Jojos to this so I'm hoping that gets a win but these are some strong picks because again you know Demon Slayer had a lot of um you know good stuff with all their fight scenes I mean Thor Thorfinn versus Thorklin was an amazing fight. Levi versus Beast Titan was as amazing as well. So this will be a tough one to see what um, other people are thinking. But I'm putting my money on JoJo since I'm a JoJo fanboy at heart. So Emperor Crimson versus Metallica goes for the win for best fight. And last that I picked, there was a couple other topics like best drama, best comedy, best fantasy, um, voice acting performance, best couple. I decided to put those on the back burner. I didn't see, again, all the anime that we had this year. So 
I just, there was just so many categories with just stuff I didn't have two cents on. So I think it would just be kind of boring to bring them up because I'd be probably picking one or two of the things that I pretty much picked for a lot of the other ones as well. So I'm just leaving those and I'm going to just kind of combine these last two that they had for best opening and best ending. Now, in my opinion, I put down for the best opening was Mob Psycho 100. Now, the Mob Psycho 100 from the first one was really good as well, and they kept the same band, uh, the Carol Mob Psycho, I think they're called, and just really gets you involved into that world as well. And I love the way it looks, you know, how they show all the characters, and it's just, it's the animation to it with the music just gets you every time. And they did amazing with the first one and just kept going with the second one as well. And I think that was the best that they showed for the ones you could pick. There was a few that I was kind of sad that they didn't have Demon Slayers opening on there, which I was like, what the fuck? But again, Mob Psycho was definitely one of my top favorites with that Demon Slayer and probably some of the JoJo ones as well. But again, again, I'm just going to play by the rules here and go with Mob Psycho season two. Uh, as opening for best opening. Now I'm breaking the rules with the ending though, because I did not like any of the picks for the ending that they had on the Crunchyroll website. So I'm going with JoJo's part five. Now the reason for that is because the song with the previous JoJo's that they did was always like a cover. They did like uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. Um, uh, they did uh, that other song for part four. It was a cover for that um that. Savage, I forgot, Garden, Savage, whatever. I'm going to just, they did covers before. You know, they had um, Yes to, you know, Roundabout, which is a great ending too. But it was cool that they picked an actual not cover for JoJo Part 5, which I thought was really cool. And the way that they showed the statue evolve in the animation from showing all the stands surrounding the um, Golden Experience was just always cool and always kept you watching it at the end of each episode since they would introduce a new stand around the statue and it was just a cool way of telling the story of what is happening and the song was really it was by uh the band enigma and uh it's just really weird and just like techno-y and stuff and i think it's japanese but they did obviously have some english in it as well but I went with JoJo for my favorite ending because it deserves a win and it needs to be on that fucking category. So these are the Crunchyroll Anime Awards that I wanted to talk about. Some of the nominees you might disagree with, but these are just my personal um, picks on them. So once again, the uh, Anime Awards are going to be February 15th on the Crunchyroll website. You can go check it out. You know, I think it'd be fun to see what wins, what doesn't. So uh, yeah. Let's uh, give it up for the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Now we are going into the next segment, and this is the Bonsai Drop. Bonsai! All right, wrapping up the show, we are into the Bonsai Drop segment. Now for today's segment of Bonsai Drop, I picked out a... These are just, you know, things that I found on the internet, uh, the internet, if I can talk correctly. So these are YouTube channels, maybe um, uh, articles, just something that I want to give you as a listener, something to look into and um, check out. And this YouTube channel I stumble upon is, uh, stumble upon, I should say, is just uh, one that goes with what we started talking about in the beginning of this with Resident Evil 3 remake coming out. There is a YouTube channel called Single Player Nacho. 
and I'll put all these in the show notes. But he is a YouTuber that talks about all Resident Evil lore and Resident Evil games. And his videos are usually around like eight to 10 minutes. But the reason why I thought it was really good for the Bonsai Drop for this um, episode is that his theories and breakdowns of the games are just some of the more just out there and interesting things that I've never heard of or never even thought about. And uh, he does a bunch just from, you know, like where Nemesis come from, uh, you know, some of the just lore and just made up theories. They're not like actual canon things, but they just make you think about, you know, what happened to this person in Resident Evil. Like, um, uh, even the whole thing of just, uh, Billy from Resident Evil zero, like where the hell did he go after that game? Like there's just all these things. He really breaks down his theories and philosophies of what happens in these little detailed videos of just the lore of Resident Evil and just makes you think, you know, they're not final answers or anything really gets resolved, but the amount of research and just stuff he goes through for all the types, all the Resident Evil games from everything that's been out is just give him props. And it's, uh, I've been down plenty of rabbit holes on his site, just going through a bunch of his videos. And, um, you know, if you're excited, you know, for Resident Evil 3, like me, this is a good primer to just get y'all, Resident Evil fanboy or fangirl out with um, his uh, YouTube channel. And the one that I'm going to put in there is called What's in the Bag. And this is a Resident Evil 4 video where if you, it's kind of hard to break down, but look into the video. He talks about there's a point in the game more towards the end where Leon can stumble across this uh, like trash bag and a trash can where if you shoot it, it starts, well, no, if you open the trash can, this bag just starts moving. If you like, uh, you know, hit the action button on it has no reason to, you don't get any special items for it. You don't even have to like stumble across it, but he goes through this whole detail of what's in it. Like the room, you know, is telling a story what's in this bag. You can't even see it. So it's kind of like the whole seven thing of what's in the box, but it's funny because even if you shoot this bag, it's it basically dies. So <laughs> check out the video. It's very interesting. If you're a Resident Evil fan, you will definitely appreciate it. So that will be the episode today. So go check out Single Player Nacho. And um, yeah, that is the Bonsai Chat for today. So thank you for listening. Again, you can follow us on all social media at Bonsai Chat. Find us on all podcast players and on YouTube. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. So I will see you all next time.